Hi there, you're listening to the Trinity Community Church Podcast. TCC, a home for you. Well, good morning, everyone. How is everybody? Doing good? Hopefully you made it through Christmas, yeah? Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Uh, For those of you who don't know, my name is Alex. I'm one of the pastors here at Trinity. I get to hang out with this incredible group of staff and volunteers and all of you. God is so good. He is so faithful. And um, Pastor gave us the topic today. It was the week after Christmas. And I I thought, and I was kind of thinking if I could do a poem, but, you know, it just didn't sound right. It was the week after Christmas, uh, and all through the house, nothing would fit, not even my wife's blouse, you know. So uh, that's just, you know, okay. And honest, I don't wear that, okay. I'm just, like, what do you do, you know? I mean... But we made it, church. We made it, right? The end of the year. And uh, before we, you know, race off into Speed Racer, into the new year, and, you know, our New Year's resolutions become a reality for the first week and a half, right? You know, you're like, before, after, before, after. Nobody with me on that? Okay. Anyway, stick to preaching, Alex, not to jokes. Okay, I got you. But what happens after Christmas? That's my question. And inquiring minds really want to know, how long do you leave your Christmas tree up? How many of you are December 26 people? You're like the Grinch, you like sneak in and you're like, whoop, and you're done. No? No? How many of you are New Year's? Like December or January 1, you're like, everything's gone. We're taking the tree down. No? No? Some of you wait to Epiphany, January 6? Okay, okay. How many of you have that spare room where you just pick it all up and you just set it right in the spare room? Show of hands, right? You're just like, let's just set it right here and we'll just pull it back out. You even might have little casters on your tree. You just roll it, right? There's a lot that happens, right? But after Christmas, here's my real question. Do you take time to pause and reflect? Do you take time to to think about all that the year has brought? All that you have experienced. You see, after the birth of Jesus and the angels appeared to the shepherds, the shepherds rushed to see Jesus. And, and they found Jesus and Mary and, and, you know, Jesus in the manger there. And the Bible tells us this in Luke 2, 19. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. She treasured up. All that had happened up to that point, and she pondered them. She thought about them. It's the week after Christmas. I'm sure many of us here at TCC and online, right, are pondering Christmas, are wondering, are reflecting, both Christmas that we just experienced and maybe even Christmases long ago or Christmas past. For For me, Twas the week after Christmas brings a lot of emotion and a lot of thought. It brings a lot to my memory. For example, I think I have a picture. Yeah. So this here is my mom, my dad, uh, my sister up in the corner. Uh, that's Hannah, our littlest, and that's Julia there grabbing Santa's hat. And, and, and it makes me think about the time that my dad dressed up as Santa trying to trick the girls And as my my father was saying his goodbyes as Santa, goodbye, ho, 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 Julia, the one grabbing the hat, she's like, bye-bye, pap, see you, pap, 
talk to you later, Pap. You know, it makes me think of Kenner Star Wars. Those of you that are children of the 80s and the 70s, right? If my mom had not given away my collection, I could have ruled the galaxy, you know. Um, it, it brings a lot of emotion, a lot of joy, a lot of good times, a lot of great feelings. Twas the week after Christmas also reminds me of this. It has been 15 Christmases without my mom. And that's tough. And I'm sure some of you here today are feeling that. You've experienced that. My mom loved Christmas. She, she celebrated. That's, that's actually me there. Isn't that cute? I actually had hair, you know? Um, but she loved Christmas. She always decorated for Christmas. She was one of those, does anybody have this in your house? The Christmas Nazi that tells you where to put every bulb when you put it up, right? It has to be perfect. It you know, she's, okay. And then she would come back later, you know, and move things around. But she loved Christmas. She loved family. She loved everybody getting together. She loved Elvis's Christmas album, right? Oh, have a blue. Come on, sing it with me. Ooh, okay. Right? Every time I hear this, this one song, and maybe you're familiar with it, Hard Candy Christmas by Dolly Parton, it puts me right into that, that mode where I think about my mom. doesn't matter when I hear it. As we pause and reflect about Twas the Week After Christmas, I want to direct your attention to this verse here. And it's Psalm 143, verse 5. And it says, I remember the days of old. This is David writing. He says, I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the works of your hand. When I first read this verse, I was like, oh man, this is a nice verse. This is a great verse that pastor gave us. This is Christmas. Makes me think of rocking chairs and fires aglow and sitting with a dear saint, just, just rehashing and telling all that had happened. Kelly tells the story of her grandmother that she would go and visit her and she would be sitting in a rocking chair She'd have one of those Afghans and she'd have her Bible on her lap and she would just sit and rock and tell stories of what God had did in the life of her grandmother. And it was amazing. And that's what we kind of think of. And that's, that's, that's kind of the, the thought here this morning as, as we, we take time to reflect and ponder and, 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 and wonder of all that has happened, of all the Christmases. We say, wow, that feels really good. But as we know, that when you read this verse in context, Psalm 143 in its entirety, let me, let me tell you, it is not Christmas. Spoiler alert, it is not candy canes, it is not cocoa, and it's definitely not sugar plums dancing in our head. When you read this verse or this chapter, you see that David is in the midst of struggle. And you're saying, oh, wow, Alex, why are you bringing us down? Don't bring me down. Bum, bum, right? Thank you. All right. So, but, but here's the truth of it. He was struggling. Some say that it was pr probably written when, when David was being pursued by Saul. Or it might have been when Absalom was overthrowing David's kingdom. But I want you to take a minute, right? And in this moment, in this tension of all the joy of Christmas and everything that happens. And, and I want you to listen to David's language. He says, listen to, my, uh, listen to my cry for mercy. Come to my relief. The enemy pursues me. 
He makes me dwell in darkness. My spirit grows faint within me. There's a Christmas card for you. I'm dwelling in darkness. My spirit grows faint. Merry Christmas. Sign the closest. Right? That's not Christmas. But here's the beauty, church. In the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the darkness, David realized something as he was writing. Something that I think speaks to the heart of each of us. That helps us remember just whose we are. David realized that as he was pouring his heart out to God, right? He said, I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the works of your hands. David remembered. You see, in our circumstance, in our struggle, a lot of times we hyper-focus on what is going on. He says, I remember the days of old. What was he doing? He was renewing his mind and repeating. I remembered when you rescued me from Goliath. I remember when you rescued me from the bear. I remember when you did, you know, you preserved me from the lion. I, you know, I remember all the blessings. I remember when you anointed me as king. Like he began to ponder and think about the days that gone past where God was moving in his life. It renewed his spirit. He repeated it. David remembered. He repeated. Don't we do that sometimes? How often do we repeat, though, all the bad that happens? All the negative that is going on. We can rehearse that time and time and time again. It says here that David, I meditated on all that you had done. He, he ruminated, right? He, it was like that cow chewing its cud. He continually thought about all that the Lord had did. All that he had accomplished. He goes on, he says, I ponder the work of your hands. When it, that word there, when, when you look at it, he said he sang. He would sing. We know David, you know, he, he, he was a psalmist. He, he had a heart. We, we knew that he sang, right? Amid all his anguish and his struggle, David repeated, meditated, and sang about the good works of God. It reminds me of that song, Waymaker. You kind of get into that rhythm and that motion where it's, you know, you begin to reflect. Waymaker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. That's who our God is. And, and as we repeat that over and over again, I don't know about you, but something on the inside, as I think about, as I repeat, as I sing about, we did it this morning and we experienced an incredible time of worship. As we sing and we celebrate and think about all that God has done, how good and faithful he is to us. Even in the midst of adversity, even in the midst of hardship, even in the waiting Sometimes just the waiting is tough. Can I get an amen? amen. Right? And, and so when you repeat and you sing and you meditate, it's like it fills up the room and it fills up your heart. You don't want to ride with me in the car, you know? How many of your car singers sing it? Sing it out. Sing it loud. Sing it proud. Just don't sing it when other people are around, right? <laughs> you know? But fill up your heart with what God has done. 
David, like Mary, wrote a song all about God's mighty works in Luke 1. She realized what was going on. She meditated. She repeated. She sang over and over. And we see that in Scripture. And we see that here in in this chapter. In, in, In this tension, in this struggle, we see David recognizing that his hope, his trust, his peace, His life was anchored in God. Amen? It's anchored in Him, in Him alone. It's anchored in the Lord of all creation. It's anchored in the God of wonders. Let me ask you, in your Twas the Week before or after Christmas story, what and who are you anchored to? A lot of times we we get anchored to that circumstance or that situation or that struggle. And we can carry it around for years. But God is wanting to free us today of those struggles, of that anchor that weighs you down. It doesn't give you a firm foundation. When I stop to reflect about God and his work in my life, Over Christmas, I remember there was a Christmas when our girls were little. That's us. See, I told you I had hair. Not much, but it's there. This Christmas was a, a bit difficult. It was tough. I worked an outside job. I was a part time youth pastor at a church. Kelly did some part-time work outside of the home just to supplement our income, but we didn't really have anything extra. It, it was a dark time. It was really difficult. I felt like a failure. Felt like I couldn't provide for my family. Felt like, how in the world am I ever going to make it? I knew our girls would get gifts from their parents, but as a dad, you want to give your children good gifts. But we just didn't have it. Everything we had and and, and that we used just took care of the bills. We didn't tell anybody. We just worked and we prayed. The week before Christmas, two different cards showed up in our mailbox. The first one had a $100 gift card to a grocery store, which back then would have bought about 10 bags of groceries or 15 bags of groceries. Amen? Yes, we all know. But inside the second card was $300 cash. Talk about getting your Pentecostal dance on. You know what I mean? I mean, we were, woo! Thank you, Jesus! Oh, glory! You know, I mean, it was serious. It was incredible. I mean, Kelly and I just, we just, just shouted, just rejoiced, we wept. We're like, oh, thank you, God. That's the God we serve. He comes through. He meets you in your need. We were overjoyed at what he had done. And when I'm struggling, because guess what? We still struggle at times. We still go through hardship. We still have that tension of life and, you know, what this world brings. We have it. None of us. Jesus said in this life, you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. 
right? Amen. And so when I'm struggling with life and circumstances, I think back on what the Lord did and how he worked in our struggle. I want to take a minute and just encourage you. Get a journal. If you don't journal, get a journal. Write down what God has done in your life. The good, the bad, right? The struggles, the answers to prayers. Write down all that he has done and is doing in your life. It will literally bless you. Every year I, I pull out my journal. And this journal I started back when I was in, in college. And, and I'm not consistent in it, but I write like landmarks, different things, or times when I'm, I'm thankful or have gratitude or something that I'm struggling with. And I'll write it in this journal and, and then I'll pull it out at the end of the year and I'll read through it. And let me tell you, it just stirs me up. Wow, God, you did that. Wow, God, you did that. Oh, yeah, I remember when I was off track there and how you brought me back. I remember how you loved me and how you cared for me. What made the past worth remembering for David was he was remembering the work of the Lord in his life, not his circumstance, not his accomplishments, not his perfection, not his overcoming. He was remembering how the Lord redeemed him, how God renewed him. He thought carefully. He pulled his mind together and he conferred with himself and he stirred up what is in him. All that God has done, how God sustained him through the years. For some of us here this morning, your twas the week after Christmas is full of joy and peace and fond memories and, and a beautiful year. Write it down. Ponder it. Treasure it. Hold it close to your heart. But maybe you're here today and your twas the week after Christmas sounds like David. My spirit fails. I'm dwelling in darkness. My spirit grows faint. Let me remind you of one simple truth. Church, if you get nothing else out of today, get this one truth and hold on to it with everything inside of you. It's one that Mary knew, and I'm sure it's one that she pondered with the birth of Jesus. And it's this, Matthew 1, 23. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. Get a hold of that truth, God with us. God with us in the good, God with us in the bad, God with us in the in-between, God with us. Every situation, every circumstance. It was the week after Christmas, and God was and is with you. It was the week after Christmas, and you had a wonderful year. God is with you. He's with you. Twas the week after Christmas, and you had a horrible, no good, very bad year, like Alexander, right? God is with you. He's with us. He's here with us today. Close your eyes for a minute. As I was uh, worshiping and praying, 
there was a thought that came to me. And I don't know who this is for or if you're online. But, but the phrase just kept coming over and over. Stop wandering. Not wondering. Wandering. You see, sometimes we just wander through life. Maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do that. Maybe I'll serve the Lord. Maybe I won't. Maybe I'll trust. And we wander. The Lord is here today, and he wants to remind you to stop wandering. It was the week after Christmas, and he's inviting you to come home. Maybe you haven't solidified that relationship. Maybe you are at that place in your life where you're like, Lord, I've tried this. I've tried that but I still am unfulfilled. It's time to stop wandering. And it's time to come home. Church, this is a short and sweet message today. As we go into the new year, I think it's a challenge for all of us to think, you know, if you remember back when, when, um, when we kicked off the year, I actually got to preach a message called being a friend of God. And many of you are here today that you probably heard that message. And, and I just want to ask you, have you grown in your relationship? Have you grown in your friendship? I hope you have. And guess what? If you haven't, he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And he is always present. And he is always faithful to be with us. So I'm going to ask you one more time. As I wrap up here and Chip comes to close. I told you, short and sweet today. If you close your eyes and just think, "'Twas the week after Christmas." What and who are you anchored to? Are you anchored to your circumstances and the heartache? God wants to redeem you. He wants to help you. He wants to renew you. Are you anchored to Emmanuel? God with us. Thanks for listening to the Trinity Community Church Podcast. We hope this met you exactly where you are. To learn more about us, head to our website at tccde.com or follow us on social media at Trinity Community Church. TCC, a home for you.